This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Primetime on Wildcard Week. And now we have an opportunity and a challenge to take it into the postseason and, uh, and play the best football that we possibly can. I'm excited for our guys to do that. This is a Wildcard Week edition of Primetime with Isaac. I was greatness before the knee injury rock. And Jason Big Beard Sakanic. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Isaac and Sue on 1080. We're in, so now we have a chance to be dangerous. The fan. Hey, what a dude! Ahoy. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Just another Hall of Fame goat coach retiring while Ahoy. I'm gone. The hell, man! I know this has been. I was thinking about this driving in. Who goes down today? Popovich, right? He's the last one. We have been on at, at this for a long time. <laughs> yes. We're the olds now. <laughs> I think we're going on like 19 years together. I'm old. I am dying. And uh, I gotta tell you, short of, and I don't remember every little bit of uh, popping sports radio weeks, you know, yeah. like the news and stuff. Sure, but I do remember the ones that stand out. <laughs> Because they're unique. Yeah. There was one magical summer where usually summer there's nothing going on. I know the one of, I guarantee I know where you're going with this. Dude, it was Mike Vick dogfighting followed by Tim Donaghy's (laughs) sports betting scam. They're like, there's nothing that can knock this off the front page. And Tim Donaghy's like, hold my beer. What a magical sports radio summer. Yes. Now, that was, I don't even know what year that was. Who knows what year? That was a long time ago. This week has been. The most bananas sports radio week I can remember since that. Yes. It's just, yeah. it's, it's insane. It's crazy. And then you add the local angles of, the, you know, DeBoer <laughs> and Lanning. And... Well, it was uh, on Wednesday, right? We, we finished the show, and I went, I went to a, a Broadway show over at the Keller. So, like, we, we sign off, and, you know, at intermission, you know, they have the intermission, you got like 25 minutes or whatever. So I'm sitting in my, sitting in my chair, and I pull out my phone. And I, and I pull up, and, and there's, like, the report from, like, the like K-Valve in Eugene that Lanny's in Tuscaloosa. And, like, SI's picking up on it. And then so, like, I'm like, what the hell? My, my lady's sitting there next to me. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, you may be losing your coach. And so then I, I put my phone away, obviously, and then when I, when I reopen it again, now the, the world is like, well, that didn't happen. That's a crock of you-know-what. And then, of course, the next day it comes out, and now Washington is like on the hot seat that DeBoer is the guy. 
because all my Washington fans were are like blowing up the timeline, laughing at Oregon fan that they, you know, the, the little stepping stone, you, your third coach leaving. And then 24 hours later, they're like, oh, 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 no, it's, it's, it's happening to us. You went from a national championship to this. Now DeBoer is like the most hated man in Seattle history. Yeah, I don't really understand that. Can you explain that to me? Well, Just because he left? Well, the, 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 what you're hearing now is F you, you came here, you didn't recruit for two years, you hit the perfect storm with players that weren't yours and Michael Penix, and you couldn't recruit, you knew what was going to happen, and so then you just bailed on us and left us worse than when you, you, know, when you got here, which is a total pile of crap. But again, this is the spurn lover thing. Like, anytime you get broken up with, immediately it turns into, you're a dumb bitch, I hate you, you're the worst human being on the planet, and I should have never met you. Whereas, f- six days ago... You were the second coming of Jesus, and you were the, yeah. the, you know. I just feel like, okay, well, first of all, it wasn't just, it, it, you're right. The roller, the 48-hour Washington <laughs> Duck fan roller coaster was a blast to watch yes. from the ground. The like, Spider-Man meme, just a lot of finger So pointing. fun, because those two fan bases, just, they're both, yeah, I mean. Insane. <laughs> they are, they're insane. Yes. Well, anyway, then you add in that Belichick left. And Saban left. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I'd like to talk about some damn playoff <laughs> games, but I can't. Good luck. The Blazers lose by 62. Oh, wait, no one cares about that. Uh, someone should care about 62. I know, but it, that's like it was headline number to 57. That's like headline number 18. <laughs> no one cares. But I, I don't know. I think that's kind of stupid. I, I follow Jason Puckett. I, I, I don't know if I follow Softy, but somehow he often ends up in my timelines. That's oh, no, because it's, it's the fan Twitter account, yeah, yeah. and they follow Softy. Yeah. So I, I've seen a lot of his stuff today. Those KJR guys in Seattle are crying <laughs> like such babies about DeBoer leaving. And, look, I get it. You're upset. I, I would be, too. It's just I don't – I don't. why would you blame him? Like, this is, this is coaching. Yeah. Why do you think you're any different? You know, it's like you're not. It's the Alabama job. Yeah. It's like I don't know how many jobs could have come open that that could have got DeBoer. You know, Washington tried to pay him. I mean, it sounds like they're saying like nine million a year or something. Coming up with yeah, they, they so was, dude, it, they stepped it, up. They tried, but how many jobs is Kalen DeBoer a, after going to the national championship game? How many jobs is he really going? Okay. Ten. You think 10? ten? See, I think fewer. Nah. But Alabama is certainly one of them, and it just happened to open. It's bad timing. It's not his fault. He's a he seems like a good dude. And by the way, he never lied. No, he never said he never said boo. Nope. He's not that well. He gave coach the, that came out and said, "Well, I'm staying," and then the he, next day he's leaving. He gave the uh, he didn't quite go Jim Harbaugh, but we talked about this. Remember when Lanning came out and planted the flag after the A and M stuff? DeBoer was asked like the very next day, and DeBoer's was very much, um, I want to be here. We're trying to get something done. He was not, uh, he was not planting the flag like, uh, no, he never did. did. And you, I think you should give him credit for that. He's, he's being as honest as he can be. Yeah. Much like Jonathan Smith. But I also think one of the reasons why that, that, so why is so butthurt? It's just you're butthurt because Oregon kept their coach. Yes. And you didn't. Yeah. You, and that makes Oregon look better than you because it was the same job. Yes. And you think you're on even playing in an even playing field. And yes, you you have the the bragging rights from the wins on the field. Yeah. But I think it I think the worst part about this for Washington fan and maybe why they're so whiny about it mm-hmm. is that Oregon kept landing. They're they're gonna have landing a long time. Landing seems to be building something much better than what DeBoer was building at Washington, even though DeBoer beat Landing and they're they're pissed off about it. I just think the 
Well, that's that, it. That and like half the team leaving that hurts too. Like they were going to have to rebuild no matter. I know. DeBoer stayed, but the fact that you're you, you already have the guys that were leaving already with the transfer portal, where now you think you're going to get gutted, and we're seeing some of that already, and the fact that recruits weren't. It was not a great job of recruiting, and the idea was that we don't have to worry about that because DeBoer does. He finds his guys right, and so when you're not when you're not doing a great job of recruiting raw talent, and the whole thing is don't worry about it. I know how to win with these guys, and then you remove that component. What you're left with is, oh my God, we're moving to the Big Ten, and we don't have a lot of talent, and so that's the that's the panic. Well, and and look, anytime someone has a criticism of you, I was just having this conversation with someone. Um, when you when someone criticizes you in a way that is not accurate. Right. Let's like let, someone says, man, you are a selfish son of a bitch. And, you know, deep down, you are not selfish. You're a very generous, very loving person. It just rolls off your back. You're like, whatever. But if someone's like, dude, you are a selfish son of a bitch. And deep down, you think you are. That's the guy that gets sensitive. That's the guy that's like, what the hell? Don't you dare call me. Hey, you have anger issues. I don't have anger issues. I will stick my thumb through your eye. You're like, oh, Jesus, Ike Turner. And I think what happened with Washington here is there was a fear from Washington that this was a once in a generational type thing, a perfect storm, that it wasn't going to be uh, able to be duplicated, that there was already some fear, even with DeBoer coming back, going to the Big Ten, that they weren't recruiting that well. There was no Penix. These receivers were going to leave. And, oh, my God, can we do this? And so now that 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 is being brought up, I think you're seeing that fear become reality. And I think they're very sensitive about it, but don't act like Oregon fan when they left, when they got ditched for, for Florida state and Miami, that they weren't doing the same thing. Look, I get Washington fans upset today. I I get that at the same time, which is it? You're saying he's not recruiting that well. Well, then okay. Is it that big of a loss? (laughs) It is. So, So he's not recruiting that well. But yet he's the best and he screwed us. That that doesn't add up. So you obviously overlooked the fact that he isn't recruiting to the level of Oregon or some other schools. You don't care about that or else you would you would be fine. Let's see ya. Bye. But, but again, you're, you're missing the point of the, the belief was Kalen DeBoer has won everywhere he's gone without elite level talent, including at Washington, even though I'd make the argument he was he had a very talented team. And that's the component is as long as DeBoer was there, Washington fan felt like it didn't matter that they weren't recruiting the way Oregon was or the way Michigan was or Texas because they've seen him consistently beat those teams. He was we always say like in the NFL, when you get a quarterback, he erases Patrick Mahomes erases a lot of warts. That's why you pay him 50 million dollars. Right. DeBoer was their eraser. He was the guy that filled in all those gaps. Well, you removed him and now you have all the gaps. And now you have even more gaps because he's taking players with him and guys are bailing from the in the portal. And all this talk of guys, Will Rogers going to leave with him and, and, and bolt out of there. And if that's the case, then who the hell's our quarterback? And our schedule is a, is a murderer's row. And so I, I totally understand their panic. I, I do not think that it had Lanning left Oregon. I do not think it would have left the crater that that DeBoer leaving Washington. Look, I, I, I think these are two the different panic, scenarios. The panic I get too. I, I'm not talking about that. I am talking about the hate toward DeBoer. That's what I'm talking about. I, first of all, and I also think it's silly to think you don't have to recruit that well. I mean, that that's you talking yourself in circles. Not you. I'm saying Washington fan. Yeah. You're talking yourself in circles that DeBoer is so great that he doesn't. Come on. We all know that football, college football, is is mostly about recruiting. Yeah. Um, look. You are mad that DeBoer left. You're mad about the state of the program. I get that. 
but this the vitriol toward DeBoer, yeah. I think, is just you yeah. being you're just being a bitch. Well, that's but that's everything. I mean, sour grapes. It's just it's welcome no. welcome to the world. Be of college better. Football. Be How better. about this? Well, no one's better. Be better. Find me the program, Kansas. <laughs> Yeah, because if Bill Self left tomorrow hey, for North Carolina, ah, come on. you would, I'm sure, when when Roy Williams ah, We've left, already been through that. No, but when Roy left, no. how how was Kansas basketball hey, fan? They they gave him a standing O on his way out the door. <laughs> you guys weren't bitter at all. No. No. Great fan base, man. Yeah. A real fan base, you know, unlike Washington, apparently. <laughs> it's certain. This, uh, this, this hurts. This, and I look. I know Oregon fan is just uh, is is licking oh, their lips God. because Washington for the last two years has held their their so thumb good. over you and been like, oh, that's cute. Well, nice, nice uniforms, nice recruiting. Uh, yeah, we have the results on the field, and all of a sudden it's like, holy hell. Well, here's what you do now, Washington. You you make a hammer coaching hire. Yeah. And you go out and you talk with your helmet, and you, you beat Dan Landing again. You talk with your I will tell you what. It's not out of the realm of possibility. If Washington, if whoever they hire, you know, Kleiman or, you know, some of the names that are that are flying around out there, um, you know, I, I haven't seen what happens with Ryan Grubb. Does he stick around? Is he head coaching material? I've heard from some people that don't think he's polished enough to be on the, the podium. But you remember Alabama tried to hire Ryan Grubb last year, their offensive coordinator, and UW paid him like a head coach and was like, no, nope, I ain't going anywhere. So does Grubb go with the board? Does he stay? Who knows? See, don't you think if Grubb stays – they're, I mean, that's good. That's great. That, you know, but again, if they're I, able to keep him. I don't know. Again, that's the, I, I don't know enough about him. Is he a guy that you can put on the pedestal? And, and Is he and Jimmy Lake? There's some people <laughs> that think that he is not ready for prime time. Oh. That he is an OC and not a head coach. Right. Go get Jed Fish. That is mine. If I'm UW. Really? That would, that did, Will just hit it on that. That's where I back up the Briggs truck. Hmm. I would like, no offense to, 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 to any of the coaches that are out there, but you're not getting. Like you're, you're you're not getting the, the the top four or five guys in the country. You're not no. pulling anyone out of an SEC type program to come there. You're just not. And when I look at finding someone that is young, energetic, can recruit, builds an offense, that's my number one thing. I want a guy that can build an offense. Right? Landing's building a defense, but whatever. You know, you find a guy that is a master of the X's and O's. I'll always lean towards offense. Jed Fish took over a program in Arizona that was a GD dumpster fire. He's done a phenomenal job of recruiting in. A very short period of time, he has made them a player in the Pac-12. Players love him. Uh, he runs a great offense. They compete hard for him, and he's winning recruiting battles that he shouldn't be winning. And he's at a program in Arizona that's going through a budgetary crisis, the likes of which we haven't seen in a Power 5 program in years. Not an athletic budget, a university budget. Like, Arizona is not in a good spot right now. And they'll always be second fiddle to Arizona basketball uh, down there. You're telling me that $7 million, $8 million bucks doesn't go get Jed Fish out of Arizona? I am on a plane right now down to down to Tucson, and I'm not leaving until Jed Fish gets on an airplane with me. Really? Yeah. And if if that's the case, then I, I think you mm. feel a lot better about it. But you know, it's what uh, about Whittingham? Yeah, good luck. He's going to retire in a year or two. He ain't leaving Utah. You're not getting him out of Utah. He no. he won't leave. I don't think there's a job in America, and I I mean this 100. percent I do not think there is a job or an amount that will get Kyle Whittingham out of Utah. One, he's very well compensated. He is a guy that money does. Like, for all the, the landing, like, money, and it's the grass is always greener on the other side, that sort of thing, or isn't greener, there isn't another coach in the country that is more that way than Kyle Whittingham. I, I know guys that know him. I know guys that played with him. I've had many interactions with him. He is wired different. He is not leaving. And he, he's not long for Utah. He'll, he will retire a Ute within two to three years. He's got other stuff he'll want to do. Here's the name. Nick Rolovich. Yeah. 
but why would I get Rolovich when I can go get Jedfish? That was a joke. <laughs> I think Rolovich actually. Look at good. you. You're like, yeah, yeah, great. No way. Why is Rolovich a bad hire? He's he's been like ostracized from now, college football. Yeah, simply because nobody that. even hire him as a coordinator. I find that to be silly. Can you imagine if they hired him? No, the but backlash. Rolovich will be back around at some point. Rolovich was a really good hire for Washington State. Didn't work out, but the more that the COVID stuff kind of gets in the background and, and more people are starting to kind of come around to the RFK way of thinking with the vaccines and stuff, Rolovich will be back in a college football program within a couple of years. All right, uh, Kalen DeBoer goes to Alabama. That's uh, that's what we know. Uh, Joey Harrington will join us at 5.30 tonight. We'll talk about Dan Lanning staying and Kalen DeBoer going. We have Rop in the Bank. I just got Bucks picks. Uh, a lot of exotics in there. So. Oh, God. Yeah. I wonder what Art Browse is doing. It probably. Well, <laughs> wasn't he at Grambling for like a yeah, day? Where, or, no. Oh no, that was his was his son-in-law is a coach. Levy. Yeah, Levy. He's at Michigan or uh, Mississippi State now, right? Yes. Is he the head coach there? Yeah, I don't know why. Who cares? He's not. Okay. Not. Here's the. Uh, yeah, Levy's at Mississippi State. You're this, right. It's not going well. None of this is going well. Let me get the poll question <laughs> in. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On X at 1080 The Fan, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Today we're asking you, who made the best move? Jonathan Smith to Sparty, Dan Lanning staying, or Kalen DeBoer to Bama? Vote, vote hard on X. More on this next on The Fan. This is a wild card week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, poll question on X. Who made the best move? Smith to Sparty, Landing Stang to Board of Bama. Um, Kalen DeBoer is going to Alabama. We don't know for how much, but it sounds like Washington did their best to try to keep him. So Reports they were gonna... are seven years, at least $9 million a year. Yeah. And he still went, which means that uh, you weren't going to be able to keep him. I mean, he's probably just looking at resources of Bama and going, that's... It wasn't about money. Better gig. And so he's gone. Now, a lot of people asking this question, was are are we even certain that Lanning was their top choice? And no, we're not. But I think at this point, it's pretty clear how the college football uh, coaching um, carousel works. 
And in college football, it is largely controlled by agents and one guy in particular in Jimmy Sexton. And Jimmy Sexton is, you know, he, I mean, he represents everybody. He represents, like, all the names you heard for this job mm-hmm. are Jimmy Sexton clients. Mike Norvell, who, by the way, just got a huge extension today. He's making $10 million a year. Uh, Dan Lanning is a Jimmy Sexton guy. Uh, James Franklin, Lane Kiffin, um, Steve Sarkeesian. Um, God, who else? He's got he's got a bunch of others. But the point is, he's is the power that, broker. He's the Scott Boris of college yeah, football. Yeah, and the main point there is that he was Nick Saban's agent. Yes, uh, and and that means that he was going to control the Alabama hire. Yep. Um, and I know the AD wouldn't want to hear that, but that's how these things work. And so he got a bunch of guys raises. And, oh, by the way, Kalen DeBoer is a Jimmy Sexton guy. So it was pretty clear that a Jimmy Sexton guy was going to get that job because of his his clout. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that Lanning being a Sexton guy means that you better believe he was in the mix. Mm-hmm. And he shot that down really fast. And that leads us back to the idea that Greg Byrne knew – Nick Saban was leaving long before we did. Jimmy Sexton certainly knew because he was Nick Saban's agent. And that means when it, it, it's it's also pointing to, it doesn't mean that, but it, it's pointing to the idea that when Lanning came out and said, I'm staying, I'm not going anywhere. And he's so emphatic about it with regard to the A&M job. Oh, he's a Jimbo Fisher guy too, Jimmy Sexton. Yeah. Then he was he was speaking so confidently because... Sexton had already sniffed him around Alabama, and Lanning wasn't going to do it. Yeah, it sounds like from from the reading that Saban did not inform anyone that he was retiring, but he informed everyone that the end was coming sooner than later, and this may indeed be the end. So you know, so they it, were probably already poking around. Yes, Lanning yes. because of Sexton. Yes, and because Sexton knows yes. what Saban's doing. Yeah. So um, that would you know it that would add up. Yeah. So the idea of was Lanning even on Alabama's list? I think every Jimmy Sexton elite guy that Jimmy Sexton represents was on this list. Yes. Every one of them. And Dan Lanning was one of them, but he quickly said no. And Lanning didn't need to use this the way Sark or Norvell did because he had right. already gotten this giant They already used it. And it sounds, too, like there are some other things, and everyone's kind of being cryptic about it, that the buyout was more than $20 million and that there may be some Nike stock involved and some back-end stuff. It, it sounds like they, Oregon and Jimmy Sexton have dug in about as well as you can dig a coach in with Dan Lanning at Oregon. And that doesn't mean that he'll never leave. It doesn't mean it'll be there forever. It doesn't mean that they won't fire him, any of those things. But I, I truly don't think uh, I'm, I'm on your side that that he was ever really interested in this job. And by the way, I don't think Sark and I don't think Norvell or any of those guys really were either. No, I think the idea of, raises. I think the idea of following Nick Saban is not something that a lot of people wanted to do. And this is the difference, and, 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 and UW won't want to hear this, but it's true. You have everything you need at Florida State to recruit at a top-five level and win a national title. Same thing at Texas. Are those jobs inherently better or worse than Alabama? I think they're kind of the same thing. If Nick Saban was either one of those places, you can build a dynasty. You can win championships. And UW is a really, really good job. UW is a top-15, top you know, whatever job in the country, it's not a top five job. It's not a type six job. And so I think for guys like Sark and those guys to pick up and move for not much more money, they knew that they were going to be able to use this to scare up 10 million bucks at their places and get extensions. There's no reason then to jump into that fire and have to follow Nick Saban. I think five years from now, if DeBoer fails, that Alabama job 
is more attractive to these sorts of candidates than it is right now. I do. So this was one of those kind of perfect storm sort of things where I wonder if this job had come open. <laughs> I don't wonder. If this job had come open two years ago, Dan Lanning's not at Oregon. Dan Lanning's at Alabama. Probably is, yeah. If it had come open a year ago, I'm not certain that Dan Lanning is at Oregon. You know, he's probably at, at Alabama. If but it's two years ago, it could be Lincoln Riley. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He was the hottest name in college football. And not only do I think that they have really dug in uh, Lanning from a financial and a commitment and all that standpoint, I was also reading, too, that, and I was talking to someone that, I, I feel like they're, he's, he's fairly well connected. Like, I'm not saying that he's the, the insider of all insiders, but it, I, I do think that when Lanning says something, he is aware of the egg on the face factor. And not only does he, I, I think he's very happy there and all those things are true. You know what you look like when you come out a couple months and, and make those sorts of statement and then turn around the next day. Well, next day, a couple months later and then bolt. And I, I, that's just that's not who he is. I just don't think he yeah. was willing to do that for anywhere. I don't think there's a job right now in America that could pull him out of Eugene. The other thing about DeBoer leaving, too, is because people are asking, well, why? That's the Alabama job. But yeah. also you got to remember there's a new AD there that just started in October. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, Well, there's a new AD. I mean, yeah. oftentimes, I mean, the AD that hired him left. So. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's a factor. Yeah, I guess that, I didn't. That was a factor with Chris Peterson. I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah, from top to bottom, do you feel like you have that sort of continuity? Well, I just think, you've, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I, I don't, the new ID came from Tulane. Yeah. But, I mean, that. I think that's a factor in these coaching moves that oftentimes we don't know do as you, much about, but is a bigger factor than you think. Like, Jen Cohen was the one that hired him. Yeah. Uh, at Washington, and she left, and this new AD came in in October. It could be a totally different vibe for for him. That is true. I, I guess I, I wasn't seeing where you were going with that, but it's it, it's a very good point in that if you don't feel let, let's take it to the NFL model, if you don't feel that your GM and owner have your back, and the and and the one of the rumors that you've heard up there from UW, and I don't think it's a rumor; it's it's a fact. Their NIL situation there, they don't pay high school kids. They don't believe in it. There is, if you come here, we'll take care of you, you perform, you get paid. But they are not necessarily on board with the idea of, hey, it's going to cost us $2.5 million to go get a five-star kid. And if, if, if you're talking to the AD and you don't necessarily agree with his vision, if you don't agree with the, the NIL, if it's not good from, from top to bottom, I never thought about that. That it is not the guy, or again, this guy, the gal that he signed up with. Yeah, maybe that was just another in a long list of he looked at it and was like, how do I possibly turn down Alabama? Because the only way you turn down Alabama is you look at your situation and go, there is nothing here that I could ask for uh, more at my school. And I don't think you can say that about UW yeah, right now. Exactly. Yeah. Seattle just taking in the shorts too, man. It's it's Pete uh, Carroll, yeah. the title game, and DeBoer all in a week. It's awful. That's unbelievable. Hey, don't worry. You still have 54% of your wins coming <laughs> real, real soon. In Julio you trust. Yeah, you'll be fine. What are you talking about? Or man? Mitch Garver. Yeah. Now, here's a better question. If Mitch Hanager again, the Kraken are eight no in their last eight games. Come on now. If uh, DeBoer beats Michigan, mm -hmm. is he still at Washington? No, I don't think so. I think this had more to do with, uh, to your point. I think this had more to do with the structure of the program than than anything else. I just. UW is a great job 
Alabama is a truly, truly elite job. And there's a difference there. And that's the, I, I think when you look at those other coaches from Texas to Florida state, and it's going to sting to hear this for, for UW fan, but the Oregon job right now, and look, the Oregon job has been has been left for Miami and Florida State in the last handful of years. So don't act like Oregon isn't, you know, it, it, it can't be left. But I do think that as far as resources go in this world of NIL and resources and, and money and all that and, and stability, I think the Oregon job is better than the UW job, and I think you just found that out. So when you asked how many jobs would DeBoer leave for, I, I think it's 10. I think when Georgia, when LSU, when Ohio State – um, when Florida State, when 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 these jobs come up, you have more tools to play with. So you know, if, if you're UW, you know that there needs to be work done. You just you, you have to build your program into one where no one can point to you and say that you have deficiencies here, here, and here. And so, no, I, I believe it or not, and this is just my ignorant opinion. Maybe I don't think if DeBoer wins a national title, I don't think he stays. I think he he does. I came here. What I what I what what I what I I did. What I when I what I came here to do, and you know I'm going to Alabama because and, and my guess is at the press conference he will say this is Alabama. This is a chance to play in the SEC. It's a chance to follow in the absolute legend. You know I can't imagine that I would have been here four years ago when I was at Fresno State. Blah 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 blah. And no one is going to be critical outside of diehard Husky fan for him taking the Alabama job. Has anybody ever been in three conferences in one week? <laughs> Boy, that's a that's like standing at the corner of those four states, right? Where you can yeah. be in four states at once. Pac twelve, Big Ten, to Big Ten to SEC in a week. <laughs> that's that is uh, that is probably a unique. Dis- I wonder if he uses that. He's like, yeah, you know, I just like to explore the first studio. ever to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, one other leg to this is Jonathan Smith. There's a lot of talk about Washington maybe trying to get him out of Michigan State. <laughs> He hasn't even coached a game, and they want – I mean, what? So we'll get to that next. And then I think we can get to our super wildcard weekend primer. Oh, yeah. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Yeah, I, that's that's the amazing part. What do you mean? Oh yeah, we, it's so. Come on, man! It's the NFL, and yet it's just been completely buried by completely this completely buried this coaching carousel. Wow! It's Division One football. So we'll get to that coming up. Uh, it is three thirty-two. Here's Will. 
This is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Anyway, we had some people chiming in, and I get it, asking, you know, is it possible that, De- that DeBoer was always their, their main choice, and it wasn't Dan Lanning, that he was never offered the job? One, we'll never know. And two, even if he wasn't considered... Jimmy Sexton did an amazing job of allowing Dan Lanning to have his name out there and still use it as a huge recruiting pitch and the idea of I turned down well, that, Alabama. That's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. That's why I brought yeah. that up. Yeah. It's like that question, we we won't know the answer to oh. it, but you know, I, I don't know why Alabama wouldn't want Dan Lanning and like I said, Jimmy every one of Jimmy Sexton's big clients was on their list. Yes. Because Jimmy Sexton was controlling that whole thing. Yeah. So even if it was never a thing, it would be so easy, like you said, for Jimmy Sexton to simply be like, hey, Dan, um, watch this. You may not get a bump because you already got your giant bump, but wow. we're going to use this as a major uh, another reason to get your name out there and make you and your program look great. Because right now, if you're Oregon, you're putting out a video saying, hey, hey you don't know where you're going? Come here because I ain't yeah. going anywhere, including Alabama. And meanwhile, Alabama could be like... We weren't going down that road in the first place, but it, it's it's the narrative that is is controlled, and like you said, it it all runs through one. But guy. I think I think it says so. We had Bartu on yesterday, and he was saying these things. First of all, never believe what's out there. Ninety nine percent of what out what's yeah, out there is bull. But he said a lot of times they have their guy way before you think they do, and what this is all point is what I was saying about Jimmy Sexton, what this all points to is that when the Jimbo Fisher, again, Jimbo Fisher Mm -hmm. is a Jimmy Sexton guy. The A&M job was a Jimmy Sexton, you know, he was the puppet master, right? Just like Alabama. Jimmy Sexton is Nick Saban's guy. Jimmy Sexton knows Nick Saban may be leaving. When Dan Lanning was so confident that he was staying at Oregon, saying the things he said, we thought it was about the A&M job. What this is pointing to is that Sexton was already floating Alabama. Right? Yeah. And be. Dan Lanning would not have been so confident yeah. if he were really interested in the Alabama job. Then they find out that Nick Saban really is leaving and it's on. But what I'm saying is Dan Lanning was if if he was their first choice, it makes sense that way back then he told him no. He told him no. Yeah. And that's why he was so confident yeah. with how he spoke. And then like you said, this week it's another opportunity for Lanning to say no, put out a good video, and get more recruits. Sure, you know it is. It's but a, he it, knew long. I think yeah. the, there there are elements of this that that point to people knowing about all of this, including Nick Saban and Greg Byrne and Jimmy Sexton and Dan Lanning and Phil Knight and Rob Mullins and all of this before anybody did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you you can really start to see kind of the game within a game. And, and here's and, another one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go I didn't it. mean to cut you off. No. One other thought. That could also be the reason why Kalen DeBoer was not fast to sign his deal at Washington. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that his agent is like, hey, just Jimmy so you know, Sexton there again. Could, there could be something coming up here. Exactly. So this whole idea of Jimmy of of Kalen DeBoer saying, Oh, you know, I just really want to focus on uh I really want to focus on football and we'll worry about this at the end. Boy, that is a good point. Right? That's a real I, I again that's it's a, all that's playing a, out. That's a really, really good point because they were offering him Eight million, you know, a, a couple months ago, and excuse you, excuse me, and you you are so right that his agent is telling him he's like, look, man, just sit tight, take take a deep breath because something's coming. Michigan, Alabama, 
both of these jobs. <laughs> and that's why Sexton's in a win-win because yeah. every one of his guys, including Norvell, gets all bumped. And, and if DeBoer stayed at Washington, he was going to get a he was going to get more than double what he made. Dan Lanning's been taken care of. See, see, see how the or, timeline works. Or if, if if Norvell takes the job, then then or yeah. excuse me, if Norvell takes the Alabama job, then, then exactly we move to Florida State. That's right. DeBoer's like, uh, yeah, it's not Alabama. Would you like Florida State? It's yep. it is weird that one guy can control so much, and I think. That is the rub, like I said, where, where I think some UW fans are starting to co- go down that kind of conspiracy road with you is, like Bruce Feldman had it today, I was reading an article on him, and, and it was talking about the recruiting aspect. And they and they were saying that they talked to some people that have been around DeBoer, and they're like, hey, how is he going to recruit in the SEC? And they're like, oh, he'll do great. He'll he'll put a bunch of great recruiters around him. He's a real genuine guy, and they think he's going to like hit this home run, and they're, they're saying, oh, he'll just be this great recruiter. And some people are like, then why the hell wasn't this the case at UW? And so, of course, some people are now going down the road of he knew that, you know, a year ago that, that he was basically well, gone. Well, there you go. And so, it, it, and, and so that <laughs> goes back into this whole conspiracy theory of did you screw us over and you were merely using us and you knew you weren't going to be here or you urban miring us at Utah and the moment you hit big, you know you were out of there, which is why you didn't sign the contract extension in the first place. And now we're getting into the we all hate everybody and screwed DeBoer and we're going to burn him in, you know, FG. Well, if you think about it, DeBoer and Lanning were both hot items last year. Yeah. And that's when, say, been first indicated, it sounds like, behind the scenes that this could be his last year. Yeah. Lanning gets paid because he wants to stay. DeBoer doesn't could've, want... Could have been paid and wasn't. Lanning? No, DeBoer never... Like you said, DeBoer I said could, Lanning. Yeah, I know, but then right after that, like to your point... Yeah. Could have been paid, but De, didn't. DeBoer could have taken the extension yes. and he did. And then Norvell gets paid now because he had an undefeated season. He wasn't that hot a year ago, yeah. but he goes and gets an undefeated season. Jimmy Sexton's like, okay, how do you like $10 million? And you get $10 million. <laughs> A year. I mean, it's unbelievable. And it's not a conspiracy to say that sex and this is just the way it works. Yeah. This is college football. Yeah. So, um, you know, that I guess the last little bit of this that we've yet to discuss is does Washington try to get Jonathan Smith? <laughs> and does Jonathan Smith go Pac 12, Big 10, Big 10 in the matter of a wouldn't, month? Wouldn't that be something? I'm telling you, go get Jed Fish. I mean, Smith's buyout is only seven million. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, it's not that big. Yeah. You can get it. I mean, if, you know, he may. Boy, boy I wouldn't. You want to make some enemies? Yes. You yeah. want to create a rivalry in the Big Ten, Michigan State, Washington? Jump. Well, and if you're Jonathan Smith, boy, I mean, can you do that? Like, do what you is, do that? What is your? I, I don't think he can. Your rep in this game, your reputation has to matter at least somewhat. Uh, boy, uh, uh, that's a like that. Todd Graham was doing that and. I'm telling you, like, if you get known as being that guy, it can be real negative real fast for you, especially if you don't start winning 10 games. Well, the other thing I would do is I'm, if I'm Smith, yeah, you just, you know, focus on Michigan State. Yeah. And in a couple of years, Washington, you know, <laughs> they make him calling again. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a slam dunk. Whoever they hire next is going to stay there forever. No, I mean, you, know? you got to remember about 65% of the coaches that get hired at these Power 5 programs, they're gone in a handful of years. Exactly. So, so, so Smith's like, yeah, I'll probably be gone from Michigan State, then I'll get the Washington job. No, I mean. Because that guy will be gone. We'll see, we'll, see who, uh, we'll see who's there. We'll see how long Bray stays. We'll see how long, you know, DeBoer stays. I mean, you know, all these guys. I mean, like right now we're all jocking Norvell and we're jocking Sark. And, you know, and look, to be fair, we're jocking Dan Lanning, right? Dan Lanning right now can do no wrong. Heard moments. <laughs> he's out there and he's posting videos and he's smoking cigars and it's like, you know, we're building this this championship team and no one, you know, it's top of the world, we're turning down Alabama. 
to be fair, and, and from the 30,000-foot view, Dan Lanning has won absolutely nothing. He lost to Oregon State his first year. He's never won the conference. He's yet to beat Washington. Now, we all love the trajectory of the program, but when Willie Taggart got the job, everyone was like, oh, Willie's going to kill it. Oh, Mario's here. Mario's going to kill it. And both of those guys, by the time they left, especially Mario, people were like, okay. So in, in, in fairness to everyone, Dan Lanning still has a lot to prove, a, like a lot to prove. So start by winning conferences, and it's a lot harder to now to win in the Big Ten. Start getting into the playoffs. I mean, I I think that Landing is building something really special here, but we don't know because anytime someone comes, Gary Anderson had Beaver fan believing that he was going to be the the next great coach at that program. Go Beavers! How about that? How many times? Uh, Charlie Wise, the Notre Dame game. Charlie Wise a lifetime contract. Well, Life comes at you fast in the coaching world. I mean, it, Lincoln Riley was yes was king two years ago, and, and now, now look it's at like, it. eh, yeah. eh, you know, it, it changes really fast. Ed Ogeron won a title at LSU, and I believe it was two years later, if I'm not mistaken. Ed was uh, by boom. So yeah, you never know. You, you don't know how what. In five years from now, we could be looking back at Lanning and DeBoer and Smith and all this and being like, what the hell were any of us thinking? Willie Fritz is winning (laughs) back-to-back titles. Yes. Well, DeBoer, you know, that could be – that's just it. This is why I think the the hate on DeBoer is silly. You know, what would you do? You you know, you capitalize – I will never blame anyone in any walk of life or any uh, uh, profession for striking while the iron is hot. No. If you if you're the hot name, like you just said, in two years you could be your name could be mud. So when Alabama comes calling, you take that call. Dabo Sweeney two years ago was that he's he was Kirby Smart. Dabo was the best coach in college football. Had beaten Nick Saban two out of three times for a national championship, and was the the de facto coach in waiting at Alabama. And now, have you seen what the Alabama students are doing? No. They're gathering on campus mm-hmm. and having big old rallies, and one of the chants is anyone but Dabo. Anyone but Dabo. That is a guy that played there. That's that, got to make him feel good. Right? Like, if you're Alabama, Dabo <laughs> played there, coached there, from there. Like, everything about him is Alabama, and he's won multiple national championships, and he has a fan base down there chanting Anyone but Dabo. Think about that. How quickly something can turn on your ass. What if BYU has a job opening on their sports radio and <laughs> your name comes up and all of a sudden all the Mormies are out in front of the temple? Anyone, Anyone but Souk. Anyone but Souk. <laughs> like you telling me that doesn't get at you. A, you're alma mater? I know. You're That's telling, brutal. You're telling me Dabo yeah. isn't a little bothered by that? Oh, I'm sure he's way bothered by it, but he's also made his own bed. He's a douchebag. Yes, he is. Yeah, and he, but, you know, to his credit, he's won a couple titles. So yeah. it's like, and the, and the other thing that we don't still know, a good coach. to me, I, I, if I believed that I had everything, a la Norvell or Sark, I wouldn't leave. I, I'm a big believer of you've built something good and, and keep momentum, and I don't want to follow Saban. The one thing that we don't know at any of these programs is what they really think of them. Because Jimbo Fisher didn't like Florida State. Jimbo behind the scenes was like, I don't I don't dig it. I don't have what I need. Nick Saban came out a couple years ago and was chastising Alabama for not having enough NIL money. He was like, we're not keeping up with Texas A&M. That was what all that was about. So I don't know. Maybe behind the scenes, to your point, DeBoer looked at the new AD, looked at his NIL, looked at his boosters, looked at all that, and was like, yeah, I, I don't have what I what I want. You know what behind the scenes is kind of a rub for a lot of UW people, and it sounds so stupid, but you hear this from a lot of kids and people that are connected to the recruiting world. You know what a big deal a strike against UW is? Adidas. 
Oh, yeah. It's not cool. Well, no, no it ki- isn't. No kid wants to go play in an Adidas school. They don't. So when you're on, when you're trying to compete, and your NIL thing is we don't really like to give high school kids money. It's not really our, our beat. Think about all the, the college football powerhouses from Michigan to Oregon to Bama to Clemson to all. Do you, do you see a, a common factor here? None of them are Adidas schools. And when they took that deal with Adidas, it was for a lot of money. It was more money than Nike wanted to pay. And a lot of people said, dude, that is not like, you are you are trading uh, you are trading a small amount of money for something on the back end that's going to hurt you. Because when you go into living rooms, how many times do you hear from kids that go to Oregon? They're like, dude, I love everything about that place. And I love the Jordan thing. Uh, Michigan was the first Jordan school. And they said that was a hundred seventy three million dollar investment that Jordan brand put in for Michigan to be the, the, the Jordan school. And they said that thing is paid off in spades. Because, it, again, it brought Michigan into a new realm, and it was a cool thing you have. So it could be a little thing like that. The DeBoer looks around and goes, man, when I go on recruiting trips, I don't have the ammo to compete against those people. And we'll never know what goes into those decisions. Here's a text that says, I lived in Gaston, Alabama, a truly terrifying experience. And he said they don't like Dabo because he beat Saban. Twice. Yeah. And you would think that you'd want the conquering hero to come home. But they... Yeah, he's kind of... I don't know. Dabo's kind of lost his shine yes. the last few years. Yeah. The NIL thing. Yep. He just well, it, he's you, not the guy. I mean, like you, this is another example of it's just it. Life comes at, comes at you fast. Like yep. he was king. He was the next guy behind Saban. Yep. Slam dunk to follow Saban. You know, three years ago maybe. <laughs> and now, and now it's anyone, like, we don't want that. Guy. Anyone but Dabo. It's crazy. And uh, Dwayne brings up a good point. Um, Lanning better beat DeBoer when he meets him in the playoff <laughs> at Alabama. Yeah. You got to beat that guy. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just going to be 4 0. Just... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Let's. Would Su- you like super a wild super wild card week primer? Uh, is it got above, some stats? Isn't above wind chill? Got some game. Yeah, the coldest game ever, maybe. Yeah, we're going to be letting it go. They're saying. Queen Elsa's going to be playing quarterback. So we'll get to that uh, next on The Fan. With Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, let's move on. A lot I don't of... understand a Mike Voss oh, comment. Huh? Sorry. Uh, misfire, misfire. That That's a misfire. Is that how we're moving on? That was Aaron Rodgers, oh, which I don't even think God. we're going to get to that. That guy. Um you know because it's bad. we have so much to talk about. You just know it's bad when Pat McAfee decides that you're too extra. <laughs> yeah, but then he brought him on the next day. No, but he's done now. But he brought him on. The, he said he was done, and he brought him on the next day. <laughs> Did you know that? But now he's done. Now he's done for now. good. He he no. always ends at the end of his regular yeah. football season, and right. then it's random bringbacks. Aaron ain't going it, anywhere. Yeah, right. That's what it is. It, it was the end of the season. And so it's like, okay, we're done. Plus, there's a lot of heat, so we'll see you next year. And then he brings, and then Belichick retires. He's like, oh, come on back. Anyway, who cares about that? It's wild card week, Ambrose. Uh, No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's super wild card week. It is super wild card weekend, Ambrose. I mean, let's go. So I went back and watched something today, and I think I think it's interesting. I want you to pull it up on your computer over there. Go back and watch the Des Bryant catch, no catch. Okay. And tell me what you think. It's interesting to watch it now because 
this sort of the definition of what is or isn't a catch now. Well, it's an ever evolving thing. Is so it has changed so much. Yeah. Go go watch it and Looking tell at me. It, I pulled it up right now because of course that was Packers. Green Bay and Dallas, and they're playing again this weekend. And but, that was in Lambeau, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And this one is in. Uh, that was a huge play. Jerry's world. Uh, Green Bay won the game. Um, Dallas. I mean, you know, at the time we all thought, oh, that's a catch. They got screwed. Watch it. Are you watching it? Um, I'm looking at it. See, this is the YouTube be better. Yeah. So it says Ads. the Des Bryant catch, but when you pull it up, it's the whole game. No, I don't want the whole game. Just give me Well, the... go ahead and watch the whole game. We'll wait. <laughs> All right. So I, I found one here. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, an just watch then... it. Anyway, it's interesting to watch now. Do because... you think, because when I look back, when, in my mind, yeah. and I haven't seen this right. thing in years. It okay. happened in 2014. In yeah. my mind, it was 100% a catch. Yes, me too. But after watching it. Now you're saying you go no catch. I think so. That's why I wanted your opinion on that. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. Because things have changed so much. Well, yeah, we get the whole definition of what is or isn't a catch. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Packers and Cowboys at it again. Dak, here's a, you want a Dak stat? I got give, Dak stats Give me the you, Dak. Bro. Give me the Dak. Dak Prescott, against the spread when favored by six or more, 30-13. Mm-hmm. And one. Ooh, tasty. So he's beating up on the uh, the little engine that could. He beats bad teams. And they're favored and they, by what, seven and a half? Se- it's down to seven. Down to seven. Those guys at home. They don't lose. They just, there's something different about them at home. 16 in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so there's a there's a little number for you. Plus, uh, they're saying Stephon Gilmore will play. Uh, as a matter of fact, Dallas, it sounds like their entire starting 22 is intact. Which never happens. Never. No, at this point? They're a mash unit. They're isn't like that the, crazy? They're like the 49ers. At the end of the season, they're never healthy. And then Jair Alexander and Christian Watson are both questionable for Green Bay. Yeah. Who is, who is pretty banged up. So I think Dallas is going to score a lot of points. That's how I feel about that game. Boy, I am now. I, I'm it's not wa- a catch, is it? I think it is. You do? I don't ever see it hit the ground. I think well, it's end it under the ball. I don't know. That's not a catch. I let me just say for the record, I am and I. You I, are on the record. I am always biased. I hate, absolutely hate how difficult they make catches. Yes, I agree. To me, if it is close, and you and you're like, ah, is it? And that is the definition of close. Give him the catch. It's an amazing effort, and there's it's, hmm? it, it is it is right hmm. on the razor's edge. To me, I understand where you're going. In today's game, it I doesn't think look like a it catch. doesn't look like a catch. But my bias says that's a catch. Okay, but we've evolved though to the to the place I don't where think that's a catch. We've evolved to the I place where we have we have defined better what a catch is. I know it's annoying because it's it's longer, like you know the football moves and that whole thing. Yeah. But they have defined better defined what is or isn't a catch. I hate to admit it because I don't want to side with you, but <laughs> you never do. If I watched that today. And they're doing the little booth review. I'd probably be like, "Ah, damn it, that's coming back." You know what's really bad is if you want to go back, go back and, and and I'm sure you can. There's a compilation of these on YouTube, but go back and watch some of the catches that were, I mean, big Super Bowl catches from the '80s and '90s, and you're like, "Oh my god!" In no way is that a catch. It's not even close. And that's how it used to be. Like if you if at one point if the ball touched your hand. And then you fell to the ground, and then it rolled around, and you picked it back up. Like, oh, that's a touchdown. <laughs> that like we've 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 gone too far the other way though. Where like I think we, so? yeah, I, I think it's I, I think it's a bit ridiculous. We had one of these, and and I know it's it's apples to oranges, but in, in hockey now you can review a bunch of stuff, 
And the other day, the Edmonton Oilers were playing, and there was an offsides call. They reviewed it for almost 15 minutes. And and Connor McDavid, who's the best player in hockey, said, dude, if you have to spend 15 minutes zooming in on something to find every little angle to say that that was offsides, maybe, maybe we don't need to do that, and it was an amazing play and let the guy have the goal. And I get it. It was his team. But there's a little bit of me that that, that goes into that. Like, if, if you have to spend 10 minutes – Zooming in and be like, oh, it's maybe did a you know. Well, just- it shouldn't take that long, but you should be able. I think you should be able to review what is or isn't a catch. I mean, and there's an ultimate czar upstairs, and he looks at it and goes, you know what, that is or isn't. Yeah, you know, I don't see why you can't review it, but then that slows the game down more, and people like you bitch and. <laughs> I don't. Then it's I'm like, not bitching. I'm just saying. Well, if you're I, talking about the time length. I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason to say you shouldn't review it. At the same time, yes, 15 minutes is. <laughs> That's that's absurd. I don't want to admit that you're right, but you are right. That is in today's world, that is not a catch, and I hate that it's not because I think that's an amazing play, and that should be a touchdown in in one of the biggest games of the year. I want to see Except guy- that he didn't catch it. He did. Well, he, ca- he caught it. He <laughs> the caught ball it. moved on the ground, Shut and up. then he had to re grab yes. it. That's right. That's, that's why exactly it's not catch. right. He, he had to re grab it. If you after. watch it all the way through to the end, you're like, oh yeah, that's he not a catch. Caught it. I'm, give him the catch. Plus, he was down at the one. Anyways. And he's a douche. He is a dude. Do we factor in that? He's a likable guy. We give him the touchdown. But ah, Dez I like is a, the Packers more than the Cowboys. Dez is a, yeah, but uh, that's a great st- thirty and you say like 30, 30 13 and one Dak against the spread. Well, I'll tell you what. I do not like giving up seven and a half points in playoff games. It's seven. Well, seven. Yeah, I don't yeah, like that's that. different. That's different than yeah, seven. The hook. I don't like giving it up. But all right, I've got more stat. You want more wild card weekends? Super wild card weekend stats. Oh, you know I love my super wild. I've card got stats. more. And why are we not all behind Joe Flacco? I mean, let's go. I'm, I am against Joe Flacco. What? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> it's 403 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.